And <laughs> hold on, I have to think about my fix. Yep, what yep. was it? Um, oh, yeah. I'm Abby. I'm Kelsey. And this is the podcast where we read each other and you classic fairy tales and fix them for a modern audience. And we are actually in the same fucking room. It's fucking weird. (laughs) We're staring right at each other. I also just realized I probably don't need these headphones on. You really don't. (laughs) Take them off. Should I also turn off the video? It's just going to be recording you. Very dark. I know. It's super weird. We were a little not completely prepared for this idea, but we thought it would be really fun to actually record while we're together. I'm visiting in Baltimore. Abby has graciously lent me her spare bedroom and we made like a little blanket fort. (laughs) Such a burden. (laughs) A true imposition on my hospitality. (laughs) Yes, it's been. She's she's a gracious queen. (laughs) Yeah. um, So obviously that happened a while back. It's um, October right now, but we're recording for a late November episode and... Mm -hmm. We hope you enjoy it. Theoretically, if this ends up sounding okay. Yeah, that or it's going to be extra um, great Patreon content. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But hopefully, I think it'll be good enough for the Patreon feed. We've learned a lot since the last time we tried to just share one microphone. Yeah, which was back in, I think it's 2018. Was it 2018? Yeah, I think we came up with the idea for Fairy Tale Fix in 2016. Because it Mm -hmm. was when I, right before I got married, and it was when I was working at Chico State. Right, 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 right. And then we didn't really like actually plan to do it until around maybe 2018. We're like, well, let's just try it and see how it sounds without having any idea how to do (laughs) anything in my (laughs) – Adam is like a musician, so he already had a Yeti mic. So we just kind of like (sighs) – yeah, if you're a patron, you know. We have our very first episode uh, if you want to listen to it. In all of its echoey glory. But we did tell, I think, two of our favorite stories of all time on that one. I mean, it's I, – I loved my – I loved yours. God, uh, Yeah, mine was, mine was incredible. Uh, yeah. If you want to know more about that, you'll have to go to our Patreon feed. But – But yeah, but here we are again. This time, instead of plonking it down on a table in the middle of Kelsey's spare bedroom, (laughs) we have it plonked down on a table inside a blanket fort in my spare bedroom. And I think it's going to work out better. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. Um, I also don't think we knew how to do it. Like, There's a setting for dual. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it was just, (laughs) I don't know. It was a mess. It was a mess. It was a hot mess. It's still a fun episode. I stand by it. Yeah. <laughs> We've learned so much since then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we went to the Renaissance Fair. That was really fun. Yes. Kelsey's visit has been so fun. It's so And it's so great that I can just reach across the table and just touch you. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice. We've been drinking a lot of yes. <laughs> um, ales and mead mm-hmm. and wine, as we should. Mm-hmm. As is proper mm-hmm. when you are on vacation. Yes. Or a staycation for me. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's been, we half doing stuff and also half just chilling at home. Absolutely. We watched a lot of movies and a lot of Supernatural. (laughs) Yep. A lot of Lord of the Rings too. Uh, Rings of Power. Yes. Which I think is pretty good. I love it. I stand by it. I I think, I don't know if I've said this on the pod. I don't think yet. We haven't talked a lot about Rings of Power, but um, it's not very topical. I know this is going to come out way after this season. Oh my God, yes. Ends, but it makes me, it made me realize how much I just fucking hate Game of Thrones. (laughs) Like, I just hate it. It's anxiety inducing and it's, I like, I like Rings of Power is more the like classic Lord of the Rings fantasy, wholesome. There's not someone dying in every fucking episode. Yeah, it was it was a really interesting experience because uh, Kelsey Kelsey had already seen a bunch of the episodes, yeah. and Stephen and I had not. We were behind, so we caught up on all of the episodes that we'd missed, and we were all laughing, just realizing just how much watching Game of Thrones has, I think, collectively scarred uh-huh. what we expect from fantasy. Yep, because we were just like, "Oh my gosh, stupid move! This person is obviously going to die now," and. No. Yeah. I no, mean, they're not. They're like, is his head going to fall off? <laughs> and I'm like, no, what no. the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> this isn't Game of Thrones. Thank God. Yeah. Not that I guess I, did, I didn't hate Game of Thrones. I liked watching it with a group, but I much prefer just the nice. I, I like the niceness. Yeah. I'm not scared constantly. <laughs> well, and it's not like there are no stakes and no consequences. It's just the consequences are emotional. Yeah. Instead of you physically die. Yeah. <laughs> Which is still interesting, but also relaxing. Yeah, it's fun. I love it. I love the Harfoots and the dwarves. Obviously, dwarves are my fucking favorite. Yeah. So good. The best storyline, in my opinion. But the dwarves or the Harfoots or both? The, both, but def- the dwarves are top. See, for me, I think the Harfoots edge out the dwarves by just... Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I just think the dwarves are so funny. And I love uh, D- Disa. Disa. Oh. The dwarf queen. Yeah. Her singing. Well, technically a princess. Oh, okay. That's right, right. Yeah, Prince Durin. Because there's, there's still a king. There's still a king Durin. Yeah. They're so cute, though. I love them. I know. They're fucking funny. It's so cool. And I love seeing, like, actually a bit of a dive into dwarf culture mm-hmm. on this show. Like, yeah. And... Like you actually get to see like a bunch of dwarves, not mm-hmm. just one. And how they organize themselves and the kinds of things that they enjoy. And you get to see Khazad Doom slash Moria at sort of the height yeah. of its grandeur. Yeah. Which, which is beautiful, by is, the way. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's so cool. Anyway. Yeah, so we've I basically like that just been nerding out. We also did a haunted pub tour. Yes, yes, we did. Which was really fun. Um, the person who took us on the tour was really adorable and re- reminded us so much of Abby's mom. Yeah. <laughs> so we automatically all fucking loved her so much. Absolutely. It was it was the weirdest thing ever, though. Of just she was talking and she was giving her opening spiel. And telling people like sort of what the rules for the tours were. And I was just, is my mom here? Yeah. (laughs) Is Cynthia possessing this woman somehow? Mm -hmm. Because it really seemed that way. The way she like, she was very, she had a lot of like flair for the dramatic and really excellent diction. And she also was kind of like short and redheaded like my mom and just stared at people directly in the eyes and she called it asserting her dominance (laughs) (laughs) follow into the maws of hell absolutely (laughs) just fucking so confident 
loves telling us all about the history of Fells of the Fells Point neighborhood in Baltimore, which is apparently a lot of like building ships and whoring and drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And then she spread her hands around and said, and as you can see, not much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the building ships part. Yeah. Now it's a party district. Yep. Which thank goodness. For yes. That. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I enjoyed that very much. Yeah, all the bars were really fun and it's a very interesting being on the East Coast. Lots of lots of cobblestone mm-hmm. and just old buildings, which mm-hmm. I'm I like that stuff. So I'm just kind of walking around like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, especially in that in that neighborhood because they've made sort of efforts to preserve it mm-hmm. in in sort of a um, so you can kind of get a bit of a colonial yeah colonial vibe mm-hmm. off of it. It is. It is very cool. Very fun. Yeah. It's been a dream having you here. Yeah, thanks. It's been so much fun. I love it. <laughs> I'm actually leaving for home tomorrow. No! So. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding about it being an imposition on my hospitality. You really can live in this room forever <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> Which I know you've got like a husband and a cat or whatever on the yeah. other on the other coast. So you don't have to. But Yeah, I miss my kitty and Adam and... And I guess my family and <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, also just being home and like doing, uh, you know, just like doing nothing and being home. I understand. Uh, yeah. I understand. You know, just laying on my couch in my spot, like mm-hmm. my, my cozy spot. Oh, and actually when I get home, I'm getting new couches. I'm excited. You're getting new couches. <laughs> I'm very old, and things like a new couch makes me. Really no, this excited. is genuinely exciting. You didn't tell me any of this. We've been we've been hanging out for four days. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually really funny because I have a really old futon that has served me well, and it was actually Abby's like childhood bed. <laughs> well, my, as a teenager. Okay, okay. <laughs> it wasn't my childhood bed. It was my teenage bed. But yes, it's a futon. <laughs> Yeah, and they they gift they graciously gifted it to me, and I've used it for so long, and I'm just now starting to get to the point where like maybe I should buy real furniture. Yeah, it might be time. I'm 33. I should probably have an actual couch. So um, we finally did that. So I'm really excited because it's very pretty. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a dark gray blue like color, I guess, and it's just. It's going to be nice. I'm really excited. I'm proud of you. What an what an amazing adult milestone. Yeah, it really feels like it. Yeah, <laughs> getting real couches. Huh? Because mine, like, I mean, I don't know. Now, my couches are still like an old futon that the previous owner of this house left us <laughs> <laughs> that we keep in the basement that our dog has destroyed because he jumps on it so much. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen it, but one of the legs are like actually bent out. And we've had to <laughs> no, duct tape it back to <laughs> back to the frame. That's funny. And then like an old couch from Wayfair. Yeah. That was cheap. And so thus <laughs> the dog has also pretty much ruined that one too. <laughs> yeah. You can't really have like nice furniture when you have a dog that's like Not Obi. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got to meet Abby's pet. Yeah. <laughs> it's been very exciting. She has wonderful children. They are wonderful children. One of them is an adorable dog who is just like this adorable, rambunctious toddler that is never going to grow up. Yep. And that has its pros and its cons. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the other one is my beautiful, sweet, smart kitty. Yeah. And they're so cute because they play together. 
I love oh, I love watching them play together. Brie, the cat, definitely um, antagonizes Obi. Mm-hmm. She like paws at him and will like run around and run at him and then run away. It's very cute. It is very cute. They love each other. It's fucking adorable. Yeah, yeah as we were setting up the little podcast room, we had to we walked out to grab our beers, I think. And Obi and Brie were both just like sitting there at the door, both of them together, just waiting patiently. Uh-huh. Like, why can't we come in? <laughs> we want attention. Yeah, it was well, really cute. Brie wants up in her window. Oh, she yeah. has a little window shelf thing that's attached. Yeah, you know, to one of the windows, and she likes to watch the street from up there. I have been bogarting her space. <laughs> Look so. at you, just so rude. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I'm sure she's ready to come back in. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, Just for her window swab. Yeah. Yeah. She's so cute and so fluffy. I'm I'm definitely a cat person. Like <laughs> being around such a like a puppy dog has definitely solidified my idea. Like, no, I don't want dogs. <laughs> like I, I love dogs and I think they're very cute, but I also like to be left alone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that does not happen with a doggo. They don't do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> not, especially not because Obi's a, a pit lab mix. Yeah. Like there are breeds of dog that will leave you alone. Yeah. That's like, true. like I, I grew up with standard poodles. Yeah. And they're happy to leave you alone. In fact, they'd actually prefer not to be bothered. <laughs> most of the time. They're not nearly as like cuddly. Yeah. But pit bulls. And this is why I wanted a pit bull uh, uh-huh. because I am a dog person and yeah. I wanted to, I wanted a dog that wanted to be touching me all the time. <laughs> and he does. And he does. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's OK. Uh, yeah. I remain the person in Obi's life who loves him the most <laughs> and who was the most dog person mm-hmm. outside of our friend Camille who watches him when we go out of town. Yeah. She's also a dog person. <laughs> <laughs> and likes it when he jumps on her. <laughs> so yeah. he's got two people. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. Good for Opie. Sweet boy. He needs it so bad. Uh, he's very cute, though. He sure does. He's got the sweetest, like, puppy eyes. Just the, like, mm-hmm. looking at you. So huge and brown. Uh-huh. And needy. <laughs> yeah. Like, please touch me. Please, please touch, touch me. me touch, please touch me. Touch me. Touch me. Touch me. Touch me. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I feel like I always feel like a big sister. Like with dogs, make me think of like annoying little brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, go away. <laughs> like you're so cute, and I love you so much, but also like you're annoying. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that completely tracks with like your general feelings about children. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and dogs are the most like human children. I think out of all possible pets. Yeah. That's why I think like a lot of people, like a lot of the advice online says that like getting a dog is a good test run. If you're, if you are planning on having kids, yeah, like get a dog and see if you have like compatible co-parenting styles or if you, <laughs> if you even like having a being around that needs you this much. Yeah. If you don't like that, parenting a human child is probably not for you. <laughs> no, not for me. Not for me either. I like it well enough coming from my dog, but yeah. like, can't imagine something that can actually like talk to talk back to me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I could handle like a teenager that is a little snotty, but also like loves you sometimes. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll adopt if I ever really, really want to. So you are a cat person. Yep, I do. I am definitely. <laughs> Maybe you could like foster teenagers or something. Right. If later. I ever if, if I ever get that lonely or bored, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if, if if it ever comes up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably not. Let's just get more cats. 
That sounds like a better solution. God, I love him. I miss my cat so much. I really it was I was gone during her birthday. And that was very sad for me. <laughs> I'm so grateful that you spent your cat's birthday here with me. <laughs> it's funny because I was I was like <laughs> genuinely thinking about like when I was like booking the plane tickets, I'm like, I don't need to be there for my cat's birthday. Am I insane? Like <laughs> Like, I don't need to be there. It's fine. Were you trying to plan around? I was thinking about it. It crossed my mind enough to where I was like, stop it. (laughs) She doesn't know what's happening. But I love her. I know. She's my little soulmate. She's your baby. I would kill anyone for her. (laughs) And everyone. She's so sweet. Duly fucking noted. (laughs) I love her so much. Is it your anniversary also soon? It's like the 14th, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm headed back before that. So Okay. So at least that's that's an important day, I think, not to miss with your with like, your partner. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. We're not like huge anniversary people though. Mm-hmm. We have I think we I've mentioned this before, but our one tradition, we don't do like gifts or anything, but we go to like a new restaurant or something. Ooh. Um Yeah, you have told me about this before. Like you you try yeah. you try a new thing. Yeah, it's like we go eat somewhere we've never gone before. And that's kind of our way of like, I don't know, making it, like doing something, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) How many years will it be? Six. Six married? Six years married. Yeah, 14 years together. Yeah, we got married on the anniversary of our very first date, uh, which was we went to see that movie with Shia LaBeouf called Eagle Eye. Oh, God. (laughs) It was very action packed. Um, and what a terrible start. <laughs> we had Chinese food at the rice bowl. Uh-huh. It was fun. It was a good first date. I mean, it led to more. So <laughs> the relationship has survived. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. We used to go to just the rice bowl. Um, the eating at a new restaurant is kind of a new thing in the last few years. Cause we're like, maybe we should do something other than go to the rice bowl. Cause <laughs> they're good, but it's not something that we're like. It's aggressively fine. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And I'm just also not a huge, like, you know, I used to fucking be obsessed with Chinese food. That was, like, my favorite. And as I've gotten older, it's a little too sugary. And there's always just too much food. (laughs) I don't know. I'm weird. (laughs) My brain doesn't compute too much food. Too much food doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. It's like. Yeah. How can that be so? Yeah, Adam's the same way. <laughs> he always wants the portions to be bigger. Uh-huh. I want them to be like what a normal person – well, what normal person would I eat? <laughs> right. What's normal for you to yeah. eat within one sitting. But the reason why I like lots and lots of food is because I know you're not a leftovers person, but mm-hmm. I am. I always get a to-go box. And then I can stretch that into two or three meals usually depending yeah. on the portion size. Yeah. See, I'm not like against leftovers and that I won't stick my nose up against leftovers but I'm not like the biggest fan of taking food home because then it always gets soggy. It's never as good. I mean, Chinese food is. It's good if you heat it up in the oven. That's true. You're much, you're much better at that than I am. I'm discovering that as I get older and as like I have taken on more and more responsibility for being the person in charge of food and like Mm -hmm. solely in charge of food (laughs) that I, I am discovering I care so much more than I ever thought I would. (laughs) Yeah, Abby has made me some delicious meals while I've been here. Thank Just you. <laughs> like a corned beef, corned beef hash, mm-hmm. which was fucking phenomenal. It was out of a can. 
man. <laughs> but it was also so delicious. And she took a uh, leftover fry, like French fries from mm-hmm. having like a burger and then like chopped them up and stuff. And yeah, like leftover leftover fries and then like also some jalapeno and spring onion. Yeah. Went and into it. Steaks mm. and veggies, which to be fair, st- I think Steven did do the steaks. Steven did the steaks. <laughs> <laughs> I roasted the veggies in the oven. <laughs> but um, then you made a, a steak scramble this morning, which was delicious. And I think we are hungry. We're doing this right before dinner. So. We're going to go get dinner at like, I, there's like one more pub that I want to take Kelsey to before she leaves <laughs> that I think it's like, it's a place that does like just hazies. Yeah. Uh, and I think you will love it there. Their food is also really, really freaking good. So yeah, I'm stoked. Um with that in mind, do we want to get to the yeah, story so we can it. go eat dinner? Yeah, we are doing a random reading with some of the books that uh, our, our great friend, Chris Otto, sent uh-huh. us. That we will never stop thanking him for because we love you. Chris, we love you so much. You are so incredible yeah. to keep sending us these books. It's amazing. Like, I cried a little bit when I got my oh. my half of them because Kelsey gave me a book of magic horses, mm-hmm. which is what I'm going to be reading from today. Yes. And I'm so excited. <laughs> Okay, so I am going to be reading from A Book of Kings and Queens Okay, by Ruth Manning Sanders. And do you, hey, you know what? You're in my house. You have to oh, roll some dice. Okay, let's do it. Get out my dice box. I love this dice box. It's like my grandfather actually gave me this like wooden, mm-hmm. wooden, just like little wooden keepsake box. It's really pretty. It's yeah. Perfect flowers engraved on it yeah it's really beautiful all right here you go okay 13 Ooh, lucky 13 so that's story three that'd be story number three which is oh unless i've read it before i don't think i've read any of these though <gasps> yes this is the one i wanted to read so i did look at the content okay <laughs> it's just called dough <laughs> Doe. And it's from Doe, a deer, a female deer. It's from Sicily. And no, it's like doe, like bread dough. Again, probably because I'm hungry. Bummer. (laughs) (laughs) I was, my very first prediction was going to be like, it's a lady who gets turned into a deer. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. It's called Doe. Doe. Doe, as in D O U G H. I'm so excited. Doe. I kind of wanted to read that just based on the title. All right. I love it. You are hungry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> stop, stop looking at it. You have to uh, make predictions too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How do we do this podcast again? <laughs> um, I'll go first. Okay. The last time we did a bread based one, it was like a loaf of bread that yeah. could be broken off and like Prince ground loaf. down into more into money. Like he had like a loaf of stone bread or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And every time he bit it, um, actually just – I've been re-listening to some of our my favorite stories just because I enjoy them so much. Absolutely. I I'm do like, that sometimes too. I feel really like <laughs> – I feel really dumb being like, I listen to my own podcast. Our podcast is really good. But I like the stories. <laughs> um, Dustin, cut that out. <laughs> Leave it in. I don't want to admit that I listen to it sometimes. Yeah, you like he he bites into it, and it's like he, every time it feels like he chips a tooth, but then a coin comes out. Okay, that's right. That's because of the giant gave him that bread. Okay, because they're friends anyway. So my guess for this story is that it's going to be an actual loaf of bread. Okay, that never that like will always keep feeding you. Like it's going to be an eternal loaf of bread. Okay, or eternal dough based object. 
<laughs> it sounds like you're trying to be vague, but that's still like basically the know, same. That's thing. That was fun. I liked it. <laughs> An eternal dough-based object. <laughs> so maybe it's not bread, but it's like a muffin or something. Yeah, I also want to leave room for if it for like if the dough never gets baked somehow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. That's funny. Prediction number two: the protagonist is. A prince. Okay. I was it looking is, I was looking off into the middle distance. Probably should have said that closer to the microphone. It is uh, a book of kings and queens. I don't know if you want to make a prediction based on Ooh, you know what? Thank you for reminding me. The protagonist is a queen. Queen. Okay. Gosh, the final, my final prediction is there will be a talking animal. Ooh, I love it. Talking animal. That's what I'm always hoping for. I always want that, yeah. I never don't want that. I also always want dragons, mm-hmm. but I know not to expect them very often. <laughs> I know. They're kind of rare. Yeah. Okay. Since you did the talking animal one, I want to guess that there's going to be a talking cat. Hell yeah. I have to be right one of these days. <laughs> uh, I want to guess that something's going to happen three times. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> And my third prediction is going to be that I kind of want to predict that the dough isn't bread, but I feel like that's a bad. I feel like that's a huge swing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably I wouldn't. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go the opposite and be like, it is bread. (laughs) It's bread. It's bread. (laughs) That's my third prediction. That is not a huge swing. Well, let's find out. Let's I find have out. No idea. Okay. Okay. And without further ado, dough. An old woman had a beautiful niece called Ninetta, which I love that name. Okay. And they lived together in a little house. One day, the old woman made some dough, put it in a basin, and said, Now, niece, I'm off to market. Take care of the dough, heat up the oven, and when I come back, I'll bake a cake. Ha! Damn it! It is not bread. Shit. But it still might be an eternal cake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dang it. Okay. (laughs) Should have went with my first one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, off trots the old woman. Left alone, Ninetta stoked up the fire. Then she took a pitcher and went to the well for water. And as she was coming back from the well with a full pitcher, what did she see? She saw a dog running off with a basin of dough. No. Hey, stop, stop. But the dog didn't stop. <laughs> what a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> he runs all the faster. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> so now here's Nanetta racing after him. See, dogs do that. They they love keep away is the best game. Is this dog named Obi? <laughs> this dog might be named Obi. <laughs> Obi thinks keep away is the funnest game that he's ever played ever. And he loves to play it. Uh-huh. Stop, stop, you naughty dog. Oh, what will auntie say? <laughs> Away races the dog, and after him races Ninetta along the road and into the town, along the streets, till they come to the king's palace. Into mm, the palace mm. races the dog. Into the palace races Ninetta after him and comes to a grand room where the young king is sitting on a golden throne. And when the young king sees Ninetta, he jumps down from the throne and takes her in his arms. Ooh. I mean, wow. Instant. I mean, the. <laughs> As long as it's consensual, that's kind of hot. I guess, but like... It doesn't say. She ran into the throne room, he leaps down, and he's like, ha-ha! 
Oh, my beautiful one, my beautiful one, cried the young king. Ugh. How long I've waited for you. Now we must get married. Uh. <laughs> this is the first page. I understand that this is like from like from a, a, a peasants telling stories sensibility that this would be like fucking amazing uh-huh. and that everybody wanted this. But like from a from like a modern woman sensibility, this is like oh god. I mean, we haven't heard from Nanetta yet. That's so true. Let's find out. Nanetta only has feelings about the naughty dog so far. Mm-hmm. Well, you may be sure Nanetta was quite willing to marry a king. There oh, we go. all right. Well, but then what about Auntie? So she said, "Yes, Your Majesty, but I have an old aunt. I can't leave her lonely." The king said, "She shall live at the palace." Which is awesome. Aw, okay. And he sent a golden coach to fetch her. Meanwhile, the king's ladies led Anetta away, dressed her in beautiful garments, and brought her back to the king. The king was delighted. He said, you were lovely before, my darling, but now your loveliness dazzles my eyes. Oh, my goodness. And he put a diamond ring on her finger. Woo! Okay. I love it. I didn't know this was going to be a romance. Oh, my. <laughs> well, it's a very quick romance. Yeah. <laughs> Now here comes Auntie, pleased as punch, riding in the king's coach. She hops out of the coach and into the palace, running up to her niece and catching her by the arm. What did you do with the dough? Says she, giving Nanetta's arm a little shake. <gasps> witch. Oh God, I'm so glad the dough is still important because for a moment I thought it was like going to be a, the white snake situation. Oh yeah, where it doesn't make any sense. We're like, it's only in the very beginning and then it's never, we never hear about it ever again. So I was like, oh God damn it. We're never going to. Like, but she cares about the dough. I'm yeah. very pleased. That makes me think she's a witch. Yes. The king asks, what says my lady aunt? Oh, says Nanetta, she wishes she had a dress like mine. She shall have one. And she didn't say that, so I'm not sure where that's coming from. <laughs> she shall have one, says the king. And he called his ladies. The ladies take the aunt away and dress her in silks and satins. Meanwhile, a feast is spread and the young king leads Nanetta into the banqueting hall. And now here comes Auntie wrestling into the hall in her silks and satins. She skips up to Nanetta, catches her by the arm, and says, What did you do with the dough? (laughs) Okay. All right. What says my lady aunt? asks the young king. Oh, answers Nanetta. She says she wishes she had a ring like mine. A diamond ring? Is Nanetta also a witch? Okay, see, now I'm wondering, is Auntie trying to angle to marry the king? How alike do they look? Well, no, so the Auntie keeps asking uh, Nanetta about the dough, and Nanetta's like, oh, she's asking about the oh, dress okay. or a ring. So yeah, yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. She's ignoring it completely, so I'm, I'm suspicious. Maybe she's embarrassed? I don't know. He's like, what a peasant thing to ask about now that we're fucking royalty. <laughs> you, auntie, you sound like a poor... <laughs> like a poor we're no longer poors <laughs> who cares about the dough you want a cake we'll get you a cake well just for him i think it's i think it's a witchery all right okay she shall have one says the king and he ordered a diamond ring to be brought from his treasury he put the ring on auntie's finger but auntie never glanced at it she took nanetta by the arm and mumbled what did you do with the dough <laughs> And the king says, what says my lady aunt? Oh, said Nanetta, she wishes to sit beside me at the banquet. So she shall. So she shall, said the king. <laughs> See, I like this king. Yeah. He's very accomodating. He is. And I like that he's, 
I like that he's like giving auntie the respect of like he's already calling her his lady aunt. Yeah. Like he's already giving her the like honorifics and he must really Nanetta must be very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> very, very pretty. Very, very pretty. <laughs> I love it. And then they all sat down to dine. And Auntie, who sat on Annetta's right hand, kept nudging her and muttering, What did you do with the dough? What did you do with the dough? Be quiet, hissed Annetta. <laughs> Don't you see what I'm trying to do here? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, baby, be cool. Damn, baby, be cool. I'm marrying a king. <laughs> <laughs> but Auntie wouldn't be quiet. Every other mouthful, she was nudging Nanetta and whispering, but the dough, the dough, what did you do with it? And by and by, the young king asked again, what says my lady aunt? Is she not comfortable? Then Nanetta, losing all patience, answered, no, she is not comfortable. She wishes to be thrown out of the window. (laughs) A strange request, said the king. (laughs) But so be it. He's so... What a himbo. And also just like, that's savage. <laughs> what the fuck? Nanetta. She's just an old lady. Be nice to her. <laughs> Sometimes they get fixated on stuff. Oh, and he ordered two strong serving men to take up the old woman and put her through the open window. Whatever but, she wants. <laughs> but be careful, said he. Drop her gently, lest she come to harm. Oh, he's got golden retriever energy. I like him. Me too. (laughs) He's a wonderful king. Then the two strong serving men picked up the aunt and dropped her out of the open window. And she landed in the branches of a tree that was laden with ripe pears, which there is actually a little drawing of it. That's the same drawing on the back of the book. Oh, shit. You've been looking at it. I've been looking at it this whole time. That's so crazy. I would not have expected that to be connected with something called the dough. Yeah. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. She looks happy to be there. She's eating the pear. Yeah, she looks chill unless that's dough. Now Nanetta was able to enjoy the feast and the old aunt sat in the tree contentedly munching pears. (laughs) (laughs) This is very silly. Well, after they had eaten their fill, the young king said, sweetheart, let's go walk in the garden. So they went out arm in arm and and as they passed under the pear tree, the old aunt shook some pears down on them and called out, but what did you do with the dough? What says my lady aunt? Can he not understand her or I something? Know. Like <laughs> He's too busy looking into the gorgeous eyes of Nanetta. He's like, like, what? What? <laughs> what does she keep rambling on about? I don't speak poor. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know what dough is. <laughs> what, what is dough? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Cried Annetta, who was near to tears. Don't listen to her. She rambles in her speech. But the young king thought it was only polite to listen. Oh, what a babe. He stopped under the tree, looked up and said, I beg your pardon, my lady aunt. I didn't quite catch. What did she do with the dough? Shrieked the old woman. <laughs> dough? said the king. What is that? Yes, dough, I said, and dough, I mean, shrieked the old woman. I I don't quite understand, said the young king. Cake just magically appears in front of me. <laughs> As it should. What is dough? <laughs> it doesn't, oh my gosh. This is a great story. I, I like it a it. lot. 
It doesn't matter whether you do or don't, said the old woman. It's the girl I'm asking. The young king turned to Nanetta. Please explain, he said. He's so tired. (laughs) Nanetta didn't want to explain. She didn't know what to say. But fortunately, at that very moment, along came the dog with the basin of dough. Oh, that's good. The dog put the basin on the grass under the pear tree and said, Oh my God. Yes! I want to high five you so much. Score! I'm so mad it's not a cat. Ah! I'm really fucking this one up. Okay. (laughs) The dog put the basin in the grass under the pear tree and said, Come down, you silly old woman. Here's your dough. The old woman clambered down from the tree and picked up the basin. What did the dog do then? He turned a somersault and changed into a little goblin. Oh, my God. I knew there was some witchery happening. Okay. Okay. I only did it to help you get a handsome husband, said the goblin to Nana. Oh, okay. What did she do to deserve that? Because, though you do sometimes tell a naughty little lie, on the whole, you're a good girl and a pretty girl and the kind of girl I like. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, bro. I guess. You're a good girl and a pretty girl. <laughs> so you deserve to marry a king. <laughs> a little weird, but... Okay. <laughs> it would have made more sense if it was like her dog. Then the young king laughed, and the aunt laughed, and Annetta wiped away a tear or two and laughed also. The young king ordered out his golden coach again to take the old woman home. After all, he thought... My lady aunt had better not live at the palace. She'd only worry my beautiful bride, but I'll give my lady aunt a little servant girl to look after her. So away rolled the old aunt and the golden coach clutching to her basin of dough and with a little servant girl sitting opposite to her. And the young king and Annetta went on walking in the garden, arm in arm, very lovingly. The end. Wow. (laughs) That was a weird. That was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I really liked it. Yeah. Dang it. It wasn't bread. It wasn't bread. It didn't happen three times and it was a chunky dog. It had no magical properties, this bread. While they did they hadn't gotten married yet, so I don't I don't think we can say it was about a queen. No, it wasn't about a queen. Because they were just affianced. And it wasn't I mean, it didn't say it was an eternal dough-based object. I think maybe the queen was just or maybe the aunt was just like just kooky and obsessive. <laughs> a little wacky. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, but but there was a talking dog. Yeah, there was. Talking Hell animal. Yeah. One point for Abby. I love random goblin does good turn for <laughs> local beauty. <laughs> so just so random that was so random i really yeah. liked it though it was very fun that was a very fun little story i liked it i would fix it in that i think the dog should have been like their dog yeah i like, don't like that it was a goblin i think it should have been their dog who yeah. loves Nanetta. yeah and thinks she's the best girl in the whole world because she always gives him like extra extra like scraps off of her plate or whatever yeah and so he fixes her up with the king (laughs) and it should have been magic dough it should have been magic dough for how obsessive she was about it yeah and nanana knew it too Mm -hmm. so it's got to be like the aunt knew it was magic dough and really wanted to get it back Mm -hmm. (laughs) because she needed it for a spell or some shit i don't know a spell or to like feed her neighbors 
or something because it's eternal. Yep. It's an eternal <laughs> toe-based object. <laughs> Should have been, for sure. <laughs> That's the fix. I think so. That was very That's cute. That's it. That very was fun. adorable, though. I liked that. It does just make better sense if it's the family dog. Yeah. Yeah, just some random goblin, like, goblin. coming by and be like, pretty, goblin. pretty nice girl. Pretty nice girl deserve king, yes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like that, too. <laughs> The more you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to say that, first of all, this is a very good, a, a very good illustration at the very beginning of the book. Ooh, yes. It's it's like, a, it's like a, uh, it's a knight on a horse, like a dapple horse. It's got lots of spots. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. And it's fighting a fucking awesome, like, dragon, which actually that might be my favorite dragon that Robin Jacques has ever drawn. Yeah, it's actually a decent dragon. It's not once. kind of the derpy looking ones. Yeah. Although the eyes are a little big, yeah, I think. But this is a very good dragon for Robin Jack. Yeah. He usually does dragons real dirty. <laughs> <laughs> They're very, like, cute. This one looks more fierce. Yeah. Which I really like. We'll make sure to put a picture of it up. Yeah. I'll make sure to get a picture in better light after this. Yeah, and I'll do the picture of Auntie just chilling out, munching on pears. I like that she just, like, gets thrown out a window, <laughs> lands in a pear tree, and just starts eating them. Just starts eating them. I love her. Yeah. Auntie. Auntie's the best. Oh. <laughs> fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> oh, the fuck, Mary kill of that story. Um, uh, I mean, we don't have to do that. I mean, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Fuck Nanetta, Mary. No, wait. Yeah, fuck Nanetta, Mary the King, kill the auntie. But I love She's old. <laughs> She's so cute. I don't want to kill any of them. <laughs> um, fuck Mary condemned to eternal spinsterhood. <laughs> yes. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I think I feel like that's what she would want anyway. I don't think she wants us. Yeah. She's really concerned about the dough. That was. She she's been craving cake all day, <laughs> and I can relate to that. I know. I know. But like, why wouldn't you stay at the palace? Where like, stop worrying as much about the dough. They can make you cake. The king doesn't even know what dough is. Cake just happens. <laughs> I really didn't. Cake just happens as far as he's concerned. Dough? Dough? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> just fucking incredible. Okay, pick a story. I'm okay. very excited. So the Book of Magic Horses has 16 stories okay so i highly doubt i will roll above a 16 because i never do oh it is my curse <laughs> the one time you do though yeah well whatever if the, the if i do roll above a 16 mm-hmm. then i get to pick whichever one has the funnest title because oh. i haven't read any of these i like it okay that's a fun 11 so i don't get to do that <laughs> We're going with Master Billy. Master Billy. <laughs> From Cornwall. Oh, hell yes. Which is a region of England for those who do not know. Master Billy. Master Billy. Okay. On page 84. So predictions from you first. I predict. I'm going to bet. I'm going to guess that Billy is the. Pro- I think Billy being the protagonist is pretty. I was thinking like, but obvious. Billy's a good guy. Okay, Billy's a good guy. Yeah, Billy's a good guy. <laughs> Prediction number one, yeah, Billy's a good guy. Prediction number two. 
Oh, it's about magic horses. I know. It's the book of magic horses. So you can't guess that there's a magic horse in it. (laughs) (laughs) I predict that there's a magic horse. (laughs) What do you think the magic horse might do in this one? What's the function of the magic horse in this story? I know. I'm trying to think. This is so exciting because I'm really excited to hear a story from this book. Me too. I'm very, very excited. I'm curious. Because all I can think of Irish stuff, and it's not an Irish tale. No. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it helps him get home when he's drunk. (laughs) Um, You know, I am going to predict that Billy loves a good drink. Mm -hmm. All right. Billy loves a drink. Billy loves a good drink. I mean, who doesn't? And my third prediction is that, oh, my gosh. That there is <laughs> there is another important animal besides a horse. Okay. I still want a talking That's cat. That's fun. But I'm trying to be more vague because Yeah. All right, what are you what are your predictions? I predict that Billy's a little uh, on the younger side. I think Billy's a child. Oh. Billy's a child. I like it. I predict that the magic horse gets Billy into a lot of shenanigans. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Like I just, I'm just vaguely thinking that it's going to be one of those kinds of magic horses that talks and is going to be like, "Now, Master Billy, we're going to go over here and do this fucking thing. <laughs> You'll be a king someday." <laughs> oh, Billy becomes king. Oh, perfect. Billy <laughs> becomes king. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a poor man who lived in a cottage all by himself, and his name was Zach Penbeagle. Oh, great name. Great name. Penbeagle. No, Penbeagle. Penbeagle. P-E-N. Beagle. Penbeagle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one cold night, as Zach was sitting over the fire, there came a knock at the door. Zach went to open it, and there stood a little... Small dwarfy boy <laughs> wearing a red cap. Oh my gosh, it's um a like a leprechaun, right? A red cap. Is it just says of- a little small dwarfy of a boy. Yeah, well that's well red cap is a type of Yes. Red cap leprechaun. is a type of fairy creature. So Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. It's possible. We'll see. <laughs> I'm very excited. Shall I come my ways in, said the little small dwarfy. (laughs) Why, yes, if you've a mind to, said Zack, but we'll shut fast the door, for tis a droughty old night, to be sure. (laughs) Yeah, just come in, stranger. Come on in, stranger. What a time. (laughs) Yeah, Zack is a nice guy. So the little small dwarfy stepped in, and Zack shut the door fast, and the dwarfy sat down by the fire. I don't know as I've the pleasure of your acquaintance, said Zack. No, said the dwarfy, you don't know me, but I know you, and I'm thinking you're not so well off as some folks. Oh. That's rude. Well, I feel like he's going to help. He probably is. I feel like he's like, you're not so well off, and I'm here to help. Yeah. This is what I get out of that, but also that is kind of rude. <laughs> it's, it's, it's rude to say. <laughs> I don't complain, said Zack, but I'll, but I'll own I could do with a bit more. 
Well, now you listen close to what I'm going to tell you, said the dwarfy. And if I don't put you in the way of getting a big bag of gold, my name's not Master Billy. <laughs> so is he a little boy or is he just I don't small? know. It says a small dwarfy of a boy. Okay. So let's let's keep reading and maybe it'll yeah, we'll decide at the end. Become I think. clearer. Yeah. <laughs> Might that be your name then? Said Zach. I wouldn't say it wasn't. Said the dwarfy. You've heard, you've heard tell of a country called Spain, maybe. <laughs> I have. Seems so. Says Zach. Well then, said Master Billy, the king of that country has a daughter, and that daughter is sick nigh to death. Now I have a bottle here in my pocket, and in the bottle is the medicine that will cure her. <laughs> I was ready for the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> you got so excited. <laughs> Dang it. Medicine. It's Ooh. medicine. That's boring. Boo. But it must be given her by a mortal man, not by the likes of me. So do you take the bottle and be off with you to Spain and give the lady three drops from the bottle each morning for three days? It's a longish way to go, said Zach, doubtfully. Mm-hmm. So tis, said Master Billy, but I'll see you safe there and back again, and there's a bag of gold in the reward for curing her. There's been many a doctor trying his hand on that poor lady, but each one has left her worse than he found her, which that makes sense. Yeah. We're like probably bleeding They're probably her. leeching and- her or yeah. something, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here, let's just try torturing you and see if that helps. We'll drain the blood. We'll drain the bad blood out of her, and I'm sure that'll fix it. Yeah. She she clearly she what she doesn't need is a lot of rest and to drink a lot of water. <laughs> maybe sleep. Some vitamins. Some vitamins, maybe <laughs> <laughs> to be left the hell alone. Yeah. Okay, so each doctor has left this girl worse than he found her, and the king, he's in some way about it all, and swears he'll have the head of the next one that comes with a cure that's no cure at all. I'm not willing to lose my head for a lady, said Zach. Not yet. The dwarfy made a fierce face at that. Am I telling you you're going to cure her, or am I not telling you, said he. (laughs) God. He's definitely a leprechaun. Definitely. I think you're I think you're right. We're getting there. I think I think you're I think you're correct. I mean he's already said he's not a mortal being, so mm-hmm. Well they talk a bit more, and in the end, Zach agreed to go for the little small dwarfy of a boy that calls himself Master Billy had a persuasive way with him. Mm-hmm. Though Zach couldn't see what the dwarfy was going to get out of it for himself. He wants to marry the princess, obviously. <gasps> Ooh, I love that. That's my that's my guess. Yeah. Leprechauns are always trying to marry pretty ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Without telling them. Without telling them. Usually they like to be around for a millennia or so first, though, before they decide to settle down. <laughs> According to the last story we read that featured a Billy that got caught up with a leprechaun intent on marriage. That's true. Well, it still hasn't said how old. I feel like maybe he looks like a boy that isn't. Maybe. Or he's like an older boy. Like he's a teen boy mm-hmm. and not a small boy. Yeah. Like that's my that's what I'm kind of thinking. Well, he's at this a leprechaun, point. so maybe he just looks like a boy. Like mm-hmm. he's short. Yeah, but he's I don't know. Let's, let's. No, I think I think that's probably that's probably right. You get half a point. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> he looks like a boy. <laughs> okay, so Zach can't tell what the dwarfy is going to get out of it for himself. 
However, Zach took the bottle and set out, and though the journey should have been a long one, it seemed a short one, and that must have been owing to Master Billy's magic. Mm -hmm. So Zach came to Spain and called at the palace, as you do. Super easy to get an audience with the king. Yeah, no problem. And told the king he was come to cure his daughter. What? said the king. <laughs> Don't you know that all the doctors in this world have failed to cure her? And the next one that fails is to lose his head. Oh, now man. go your ways home again, for I'm not willing to cut off your head. And that's a fact. Oh. I don't know why he's not willing to cut off his head. Yeah, right? Just not sure. I'm also still waiting for the horse. I know. When does the magic horse come into this? The lack of horse in this story is concerning. Come for most of them. Like, I mean, this story's not long. Like, where's the horse? Anyway. So, Zach said that if the lady would take his medicine, she'd be ready to ride out hunting in three days' time, and he seemed so certain sure about it that at last the king said he might have a try. Hunting. That's where we're going to move the horse. Mm -hmm. So, Zach was taken up to the princess's room, and there she lay on the bed, flat on her back with her eyes shut as if she were dead. Zach asked for a spoon, and he put the spoon between the princess's teeth and dripped three drops in the bottle down her throat. And she opened her eyes and sat up. Whee! There now, said Zach. What did I tell you? Next morning, she was sitting up waiting for him. And when she had swallowed three more drops in the bottle, she rose from her bed and asked her some food. She's doing good. Yeah. On the third morning, when she had taken three more drops, she called to her waiting women and bade them bring her riding habit, for she had a mind to go out hunting with the king. She's definitely feeling better. She's feeling way better if she's, like, <laughs> ready to go horseback riding. Yeah. Like. It takes a lot of energy. and <laughs> Yeah. And I'm just trying to think, like, the, the few times when I have been really sick, mm -hmm. like, the like cannot leave my bed yeah. sick. It takes, me a long, it takes me a lot longer to even want to go sit outside, much uh -huh. less go riding. So this must be some medicine. Yeah. Magic. It's magic. <laughs> it's some magic. <laughs> You could fancy what rejoicing there was throughout all the kingdom of Spain. The king wanted to keep Zach with him as court physician. <laughs> but Zach said no. Oh. He had a mind to go home. So home he went, carrying a great bag of gold with him. Why, oh why, where is the horse? <laughs> so I was just wondering. <laughs> What's happening? Why are we getting a horsey? If we don't get a horse, I'm going to be real mad. It's the magic horses we're getting a horse but it's got a page and a half or so left to go so where is this thing okay so zach goes home and the first evening after he got back as he was sitting by the fire in came the little small dwarfy master billy wearing his red cap well zach said he did your errand content you it did more than content me said zach and it's you i have to thank for it all would you like to have another bag of gold as big as that one? Said Master Billy. Mm -hmm. Heck yes. Yes, yes, please. Zach uh, does not think the same. Oh, Thank you all the same, <laughs> said Zach. But I don't know that I'm needing it. He's just not greedy enough, is Zach. Yeah, Zach's just like, I'm good. He's humble. I like Zach. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'll do the damn thing. God, leave me alone. But now he just wants to like chill out, enjoy his bag of gold, mm -hmm. on the magic horse. Master Billy made a fierce face again. 
and me by way of making you a rich man, he said. Don't be so stupid. Now hearken, there's a wrestling match up to Devonshire with a bag of gold for the champion, and there's a great bragging bully of a man gives out that he can beat the whole world, but you shall beat him, Zach. For I shall be there to help you. This is where the magic horse comes in, I bet. I fucking love leprechauns, too. Yeah. Just, like, just mischievous. And he's just, I don't. Confident. Confident. And who knows what the hell they want yeah, what out, of they this? out of this? Zach wasn't willing to go to Devonshire and wrestle with a big bully, to be sure he wasn't. He who had never wrestled in his life, but it seemed he had to do what the dwarfy told him. So to Devonshire he went. Yeah, you don't you don't say no to the thing usually. Like, oh, no, it's a mistake. Yeah. Well, you just don't be rude. I'm gone. Sometimes you just got to drink the fairy wine out of politeness. <laughs> <laughs> you just <laughs> just give in to peer pressure every Absolutely. time. I mean, the thing is, I really do. I'm a very weak willed individual. <laughs> I mean, I always say I wouldn't drink the fairy wine, but oh, come on, I love wine. Wine <laughs> like, and dancing and... And in a fancy goblet. And absolutely. Just, Hot uh, people are giving it to you. Like, I love a party. <laughs> parties are great. <laughs> okay, so he went to Devonshire, and when he got into the ring and saw the great big bully dressed up in his wrestling jacket and looking down his nose at all the world, Zach's knees felt as if they'd turned to water. And when the bully gave him a shake of the hand before they began to wrestle, Zack thought for sure he'd broken every bone that was in his fingers. So fierce was that hand grip. But then he looked down and saw Master Billy standing at his feet. And the next thing he knew, he had that great big bully fast by the shoulders of the jacket and he lifted him over his head and thrown him flat on his back on the turf in a fair fall. Billy! And that was the first round to Zack. Incredible. Here's the picture. Ooh. that goes with it. So wait, that's Zach, not Billy. Yes. Okay. So it's a very skinny man holding a much larger, more muscular man over his head. But look at his mustache. <laughs> he looks like he does magic or I don't know. I just, I love it. I love him. <laughs> it's not, it's not the facial hair you'd expect to see <laughs> on this guy. Just a simple dude. He has like literally like a, a mustache that you could twirl. Yeah. Like a hand, it's, He's got a handlebar mustache. It's pretty great. But but is otherwise clean shaven, which I feel like is a little weird. It's a choice. It's a choice. And he's got a, a kerchief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Robin Jacques makes choices. Robin, I fucking love that. Yeah. I love Robin Jacques. Me too. I love it. It's beautiful. The crowd roared and cheered. And Zach and the big bully went at it again. Again, Zach threw the bully over his head and laid him flat. And that was the second round to Zach. Ding, ding. Nice. Good sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) And so it happened a third time. After that, Zach was carried through the town by a shouting crowd who declared him to be the world's champion wrestler. And so at last he found himself back home with another bag of gold and feeling quite bewildered as to how it had all come about. Mm-hmm. And why? Where, Where is the horse? <laughs> so anyway, he goes home. He got another bag of gold. Good yeah. for him. There's still no goddamn horse. And that evening, as he sat by the fire, came a knock at his door. And when he opened it, in skipped Master Billy. 
I swear somebody was a horse. In skipped a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Evening to you, Zach, said he, waving his red cap. Two bags of gold and a third for the getting. I'm rich enough already, said Zach, and grateful I am to you for it. Please leave. (laughs) Please go away. Please go away. I don't want to do any more fairy things. Mm -hmm. Nope. (laughs) Well then, said Master Billy, would you be willing to do me a kindness? I would so, said Zach. This is the way of it, said Master Billy. Me and my brothers are planning to pass over to Spain this night, as ever is, to pay a visit to the king's daughter and bring her back with us. Mm, yeah. Nice. Nailed that shit. Here we go. But tis you must persuade her to come, for the likes of us can't do it. Mm-hmm. Me to persuade a lady, said Zach. You will. He's got that mustache. He's, I, he's cute. He's probably. good. I assume he's like a skinny Tom Selleck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got this. Oh boy! Wow. Yes, he does. I mean, the mustache is fabulous. Yeah. We'll post it. We'll post it on the Instagram. So we make shall. Sure to follow us. So Zach says, "Me to persuade a lady." You will, as soon as you take her by the hand, said Master Billy. I'll see to that. Don't love that. Yeah, no. That sounds date rapey. (laughs) So, will you come? I will, said Zach. In return for your kindness, I'm happy to kidnap a girl. (laughs) (laughs) It's not kidnapping, it's magic. It's magic! (laughs) I don't think that makes it better. You fucking called that. I sure did. Fucking (laughs) golden. So the two of them went out the door and across the lane and into a field. In the field, there were hundreds of little dwarfies like Billy and Redcaps, and they were scampering about all over the place and calling out, Get me a horse! Get me a horse! Finally. Horse! 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 Horse alert! (laughs) About goddamn time. They were cutting down the ragworts that grew in the field and getting astride of them. This is exactly like that Irish story we read. Yeah, well, not exactly. Wait, which Irish story? The one, the one with like it was. It was also a guy named Billy, but it was a guy named Billy and not a fairy named Billy. Uh huh. And he like became like the servant of this leprechaun who he'd lost a drinking contest to or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the leprechaun that like they'd go I'm on adventures like and like. Him. Yeah, yeah, and they, like, drink in fancy Lord's Aww. wine cellars, and they also, like, cut reeds that turned magically into horses. I remember that part. I remember that part because it was horses, and I thought that was cool. <laughs> um, and then that was the leprechaun that also was trying to get a lady to marry him. Uh, yeah, I definitely remember that part. Yeah. I can't remember what it was called. I think I, I think it was called Master and Man. Yeah, I, I definitely remember that story. Yeah. First, that's interesting, interesting parallels. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's not it's not exactly, but it's definitely like the parallel. It's close enough. Like Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So as soon as each one got astride a ragwort, that ragwort turned into a little yellow horse and galloped away with its rider. Is that it? There is one page left. <laughs> is that it? Yes. I want my money back. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Zach was just about to call out, get me a horse too, for he thought he mustn't be left behind. But he remembered in time that he wasn't to speak and shut his mouth tight. 
Just then, Master Billy came galloping up on a little yellow horse and leading a yearling calf as white as milk. A calf. As in a cow's baby. Yep. Here's your horse. (laughs) (laughs) Savage. He said to Zach. Wow. So up you get and off we'll go. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even a horse. That's not a... Is that it? Is it okay? We're very close to the end. <laughs> Zach got up on the calf's back, and away they went, galloping, 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 the whole company of them. Over fields and hedges and ditches they went, till they came to a great lake with an island in the middle of it. With one leap, the little horses and their riders landed on the island, and with another leap, they left off the island and landed on the opposite shore. I mean, that's pretty fucking cool. That is a pretty magic damn horse. And calf. And calf. <laughs> Cow baby. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't call... What do you call... a f- Like, what do you call a baby horse? A foal. A foal. Yeah. So not- or a colt. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. No, just... Yeah. Or a filly if it's a girl baby. You would never call it a calf, right? No, you would never call it a calf. <laughs> Poor fucking a calf. Is, a, a calf is very specifically like a cow baby. <laughs> I'm just trying to like <laughs> make sense of it. Poor Zach. I think calf is also what you call like a whale baby. Yeah, I know. I know calf isn't like exclusively a cow, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's definitely not a horse. <laughs> you would never call a baby horse a calf. Uh, yeah, colorful. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Amazing. Okay. God. (laughs) So with one leap of the white calf, with Zach astride of him, the calf was on that island. And with another leap, he was on the opposite shore. That's still cool. It's still cool. It's fine. Damn. It's just, it's not a fucking horse. (laughs) (laughs) The book of magic cows. (laughs) I'm a little, I feel a little. I would have kept that book. (laughs) (laughs) The book of magic cows. I love cows. Grass puppies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my god my grandfather was a rancher and had cows so i got to see cows a lot yeah you did and i i find them very very sweet cows are sweet and big dumb grass puppies yeah <laughs> really big <laughs> very intimidating anyway mm-hmm. yeah but you know what a cow is not it's not a fucking horse it's not a fucking horse it's <laughs> 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 a book of magic horses <laughs> <laughs> so I feel used and misled. Cheated. And cheated. Well, I think that just means the next the next one we have to read has to be out of this book. I'm too. gonna do this book again because I'm going to just keep doing it until I get a magic horse, goddammit. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the calf also does some impressive leaping. <laughs> Uh, my days, cried Zach before he could stop himself. That was some leap for a yearling calf. <laughs> And no sooner had he said those words than something gave him a great blow on the head and he tumbled off the calf and lay senseless. (laughs) When he came to himself, it was morning and there he was lying lonely by the lake and no horses or riders or yearling calf to be seen anywhere. So he got up and he walked around the lake and made his way back home on foot and weary he was before he reached his home. Master Billy must have been angry, for he never came to visit Zack again, but he didn't steal away the bags of gold, so perhaps he wasn't so very angry after all. I'm confused. And he didn't get the princess. No, I'm very confused. Something hit him on the head, he fell off the calf, and like... 
the spell was broken. I guess so. Anyway, and then he <laughs> walked home, I guess, over like Hill and Dale and all the stuff that they'd done. Okay. Yeah, okay. But the bags of gold are still there. And when Zach had sat by his fire and thought it all out, he decided that it was just as well he had spoken. Oh, he wasn't supposed to speak. Right. I remember that, but he remembered it too. And then they started kind of acting like, well, let's just keep going. So I thought yeah. it wasn't a big deal. But okay, so it just broke the spell. Okay. Okay, it broke the spell. You're right. You're right. Something's right. I'm just repeating what you said. I mean, I'm, I don't th- I think I didn't hear that part, even though, my, oh. even though like my voice was saying it. <laughs> I think that like I was so bummed out about the cow. <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned it, and then it didn't seem like it was a big deal, though. They kind of pushed past it. Yeah. Because Billy shut his trap really fast, so he's like, oh, Because now that I go back, it's like, you know, me persuade a lady, you speak no word, good or bad, until I bid you, or else all our plans were come to naught. Um, oh, I okay. totally didn't, tot- I just wasn't listening. Well, he said something, but then they kind of kept going. Like, yeah. maybe, I don't know. Anyway, so he... he that's why he thought Master Billy might be angry. Anyway, so Zach sat by his fire. He decided that it was just as well he had spoken, for it wasn't likely that the King of Spain's daughter would have wanted to be brought away. Fair. I'm you know glad what? Zach realized that. Good for you, Zach. Well, mm. Bare minimum, but good for you, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> some some people wouldn't have thought of that first. Bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Bars on the floor, but you did clear it. Yeah. bless her little heart thought zach i reckon she's better off safe and sound in her father's palace than going gallivanting round about the world with master billy and his kind the end (laughs) okay okay i'm gonna i'm gonna give that story zero out of ten for magic horses yeah what there was no horse (laughs) you know is it because you're just such a bad roller (laughs) It is. It is. This was the punishment that I deserved. I mean, I know my fix for that story. What's your fix? Get a, it's a horse. <laughs> She's a fucking cow. That still wouldn't be enough horse for me to fix the story. No, it needed to have a lot more horse in it. Like, in a story in itself, I think. Yeah. I think. I wish, you know, my fix is that Billy, or not Billy, um, Zach would have spoken on purpose to save the princess, which is kind of what happened in that good. one story, the other story we were talking about. Yeah. With the leprechaun. Yeah, where that Billy, that, like, the Billy in that story, like, was like, oh, shit, like, she's actually going to have to marry this, like, yeah. leprechaun. Mm-hmm. Um, And so he sneezes or makes a really loud noise. I can't remember. Yeah. I like that. I think that's a good, I think that's a really good fix for the story is that Zach decides to save the princess by talking and it's a conscious choice. I think adding that story to a book of magic horses was a stretch. Kind of bullshit. (laughs) Real, a real stretch. Yeah. You know what? Next time, um, actually, I think our next episode is in December. So it might be a very special one. 
that or it might be horse based, which is also very special. Maybe so. for the January episodes, I'll do something horse based, and we'll we'll re- we'll, re- we'll return to a book of magic horses. Because I also really want to read uh, the Straw Horse, which is from one of our listeners mentioned that that was yes their favorite fairy tale creature, mm-hmm. and I've never heard of the Straw Horse, which is in here, by the way. Is it? Um. So actually, maybe you should read it because Ruth Manning Sanders is. It is. The Straw Horse is in here. The best. I, I have that one saved, though. I think it's the same. Okay. One. But maybe I'll find a different horse one and we just have it. Or I can read that one and you can read another horse one. Just make it a horse heavy. January can be horse month. <laughs> I love it. Magic horse month. Anyway. Anyway. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Um, the, I liked your story much better than mine. Me too. <laughs> Mostly because I think we were just so disappointed in the lack of yeah. magic horse. I feel very misled. Yeah. And was, cheated. Was the horse even magic or was it just leprechaun magic? I just. Yeah. No. You know. Ruth, that was kind of a miss for you. You know, I don't think the story, I think just whoever put it in this compilation of stories. Yeah. Well, I think she, she arranged her own collections. Oh, well then, yeah. Ruth, awesome Ruthie, I'm not impressed with this one, wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad, just I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do better, Ruth. We hope you enjoyed this. Uh, Probably a little echoey, different sounding version of fairy tale fix. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. It was very fun getting to record in person. Yeah. And now we're going to go uh, walk over to a brewery and have some food and drink more beer. We're going to get dinner and more beer and it's going to be fantastic so thank you so much for listening to fairy tale fix i'm attempting to do this from memory because i don't actually have my <laughs> laptop in front of me at the moment um if you want to give us dollars we would really appreciate dollars we do like money on this show because it's expensive to produce it doesn't sound like it at the moment because we're a little echoey today but usually it sounds great and that's because <laughs> reasons anyway please give us money if you would like to get merch books uh Mm -hmm. extra episodes all of our patrons get stickers and a handwritten note Mm -hmm. and extra episodes and extra episodes (laughs) of the show um and you, you you can also listen to our original pilot for this show on our patreon account uh, all of that is at fairytalefix.cash. So go check that out. If you don't want to give us dollars, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. We very much understand. Uh, you will still be able to listen to most of the podcast absolutely for free forever. And that's a totally valid choice. But if you would also like to support us in some way, there's a free way you can do it. You can leave us five stars on Spotify. You can give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that really helps us out. It really helps other people find the show. You can also follow us at Instagram and Twitter at FairytaleFixPod. Yeah. Yeah. And like our posts. <laughs> yes. Like our posts and comment, please. Engagement. <laughs> to please the algorithm gods. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> we desperately need that. 
And uh, you can also email us anything you care to let us know. Uh, Your own favorite stories, weird things your grandparents told you about, any other random stray thoughts you may have. You you can email us at info at fairytalefixpod.com. And the dog, the little naughty dog was actually just Ninetta and the auntie's dog that had lived with them for many years and just remained a dog instead of turning into a goblin and was like, I guess the the ultimate wingman for Ninetta. Yeah. And the old auntie was a witch. And the dough <laughs> ha- the dough that was bread and not cake had magic powers. <laughs> and in the end, uh, uh, the auntie went on to be like just a, the fucking witch of the woods and caused all sorts of trouble for everyone. <laughs> so we fixed the entire story with that one. <laughs> and the story of Master Billy is pretty much the same, except for the calf was a damn horse. And, and actually, Billy was a horse, too. B- Billy was also a horse. Yes, that's a good fix. <laughs> Billy was actually a mischievous horsey. <laughs> and uh, Zach realized that abducting women was wrong and spoke out loud on purpose so that the king of Spain's daughter would not be abducted by a crazy talking horse. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they, they all lived, lived happily ever, ever after. after the end, the end. <laughs>